think it goes back to the like the confidence thing. Like I think if you have to believe in yourself and you have to trust that you will accomplish what you set out to accomplish, if you don't believe in yourself, then you're not going to be successful. Welcome to the Budget Minded Traveler Podcast, your source for the tips and tactics that will inspire and equip you to travel the world. And the best part? It won't break your bank. And now, the Budget Minded Traveler herself and your host, Jackie LaLainen. Hey everyone, we are on episode 52 of the Budget Minded Traveler Podcast, and we are continuing in our series of long-term travel. And today's subject is a bit of a twist on long-term travel as we're going to be talking about moving overseas, not to travel constantly, but actually to just move to one place and what that looks like and what's involved in the planning of that. So our guests today are Aaron and Aaron. Yes, they have the same name. It's the same spelling too. Um, from survivingeurope.com, which is the blog that they started to tell their story. And somewhere in the interview, you're going to hear me talking about their Instagram account because that's actually how I stumbled upon these guys. <laughs> I found them, their account, while they were posting one photo a day in what they refer to as their three-month countdown, which completely caught my attention. <laughs> um, and of course, then I stalked their website. And it turns out that they are two Aaron's, same name, in their late 20s, recently married, had great jobs and made the decision to move to Austria. And so I was following their daily posts, which by the way, some of them are hilarious. And what I loved about them was that they posted the real things, the things that they were doing each day to prepare for this huge life change. And that's really what got me interested in interviewing them during this series to talk about their experience. And they did just recently complete their move to Austria, which is awesome. And now they're here coming all the way from Austria to tell us all about it. So here we go with the errands from Surviving Europe. All right, Aaron and Aaron, how are you guys doing today? Great. How are you? I am so good. Thank you for asking. Um, I have so many questions for you guys, but but first, uh, I think the most obvious is going to be um, about. I just have to ask about your names, Aaron and Aaron. So you guys are married, right? Yeah, we got married in October. Almost and a year. last year. Yeah. So you're coming up on a year. Congratulations. Why? Thank you. <laughs> Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourselves first before I start with my so many questions for you guys about your recent move to Europe. Just tell us who you are and where you come from because we want to get to know Aaron and Aaron a little bit better. No problem. So um, I'm actually from Connecticut um, and Aaron who's from New Jersey. Oh yeah, South Jersey. South Jersey. And um, we met at the University of Delaware um, when we were going to school there. Yeah, our, my, or our, our sophomore year. Yes, our sophomore <laughs> year. And um, after that, it was pretty much immediate. <laughs> um, we stayed together um, for eight years and then just got married last year. Um, we actually started our like working lives in D.C. So we're in D.C. for about five years before we decided to make the move um, and go on this crazy adventure to Austria. Yeah. That is so awesome. What, what did you guys study? I'm trying to figure out where did this come from? Like, wh who, where does that part, the travel part, well, play in? It's actually a perfect match. Um, I 
used to travel to Austria growing up because my father's from Austria. Uh, He's from Salzburg. So that was, you know, my growing up, we could pick either Disney World or Austria and somehow (laughs) picking Austria. Uh, Good for you. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And um, so it was, it, it was really just between travel on my side and Aaron moved around a lot growing up as well. Um, I think we both had a travel bug that was kind of inside of us, but I think between the mix of our majors, which is a good thing that you brought that up, uh, really, it really helped us springboard into what we're doing now. I went to school for uh, organizational leadership. So it's kind of just how to, um, get things done. <laughs> so, awesome. so it was really a creative approach on how to uh, motivate people and how to, uh, how to make sure, uh, you know, at least in organizations, oil was, uh, you know, always flowing and it was, it was always, at least the engine was always running. So that's, that's pretty much what I went to school for and everyone went to school for hospitality. So the mix between the two, I think really, you know, made us that, that really strong at building the site. Yeah. So I majored in hotel restaurant management and throughout college, um, I studied abroad both in Argentina and in Mexico. Mm -hmm. Um, So I kind of learned what it was like to live in another country. It was only really for a month at a time, but it just sparked my interest in other cultures. And I think that's the best part of traveling is adapting to new cultures and learning like how other people do things. Um, And that's kind of what made us want to move to another country. That is so great. I love it. So actually, Salzburg was kind of a smart choice for you. And I don't want to say easy, but kind of an easy choice as well, right? Yeah, it was, um, you know, I have some family here. It's not, uh, you know, I'm not very close with them because I don't I don't know them very well. Um, but I was familiar with the area. It, it's a perfect location because it's in the middle of Europe. You can get anywhere from here. Mm-hmm. So it was, um, you know, we looked at a couple other places, uh, but really it came keep coming back to Austria with just the um, slower lifestyle and the friendly people. It's, it's very neutral. We didn't have to worry about it, you know, watching the news every day. Um, so it's really, it's a pretty safe place. Everyone's very happy here. Um, and that's really why we picked it. It's just so picturesque and everything about it is just beautiful. Yeah. It looks like a fairy tale. <laughs> no, I am in love with Austria, which is also why I, um, I'm excited to be following your Instagram because I just, I, okay, the first time that I went to Austria, I've been there a f- few times now, but it blew me away, completely blew me away. And I've been to Salzburg a couple of times too. Um, have you guys done the Sound of Music tour yet? <laughs> yes. And yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. It was the first time ever coming. Like I used to come here all the time. We never did it. And this is the first time Aaron's sister came to visit mm-hmm. uh, as we were just moving and uh, so we had to hit the tour. That's it so was the awesome. best thing ever. Yes, it's so awesome. Did you guys sing on the bus? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. at, the top, at the top of our lungs. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess totally. it took the original Sound of Music tour. <laughs> yeah. it's You know what? You got to do it, though. It's so fun, right? And my point was... The bus takes you, you know, outside of Salzburg, which that's like, I mean, I saw that little lake up there in the mountains um, near near the cathedral, you know, where they got married or whatever. And uh, I just like fell in love with that area. That's where I would want to live. But I think you guys picked a great, great spot. I mean, for all the things you said, plus 24-7 eye candy, like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. And we actually live um, like 15 minutes or so outside of Salzburg. So we're like in one of those 
beautiful little villages. And it's just such a great, it's just, you look outside and you can't not be happy. It's just beautiful everywhere. And that lake that you're talking about, that's, that's one of our local lakes. So we just take our scooter over there whenever (laughs) we want and start working for the lake. Oh my, what's the lake called again? Amansi. Yep. Oh my gosh. Okay. So when the apartment above you becomes available, you just let me know. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) That sounds awesome. Okay. So let's go back kind of to the beginning of this. Um, And first, I have to start with a huge shout out to Instagram because I actually found you guys on Instagram. I don't know how, I don't know how I found you, but I was following you. And what I loved about what you did was the countdown. I thought that was so fun and creative and how, you know, every day um, you were sharing something you were doing to prepare for this trip. And I I mean, it hooked me. Obviously, we're talking now because because of what you guys have done on Instagram. Um, so shout out to Instagram for bringing us together. Um, yeah. And for all the listeners out there, you guys, if you're not on Instagram yet, get, get on it. Um, you can find me at Traveling Jackie and these guys at Surviving Europe. And you definitely should follow them. Um, your personalities come through so much on Instagram. I love it. <laughs> The picture of you on all those empty bags made me laugh. <laughs> I was like, you know what? People don't ever post about this kind of stuff. And this is a good feeling that you have when you're, you know, finally unpacked. And it's exactly. funny is we, we bought one box and then we kept buying another box and then another box. And then we, I think we ended up buying four boxes. So it was pretty good to see them finally all, all empty. Blocks. <laughs> empty. Yeah. That's so awesome. So what were, how long did you have in your planning? Um, like when did you decide that you were going to do this to when you actually left? We actually, um, for the first time, I think it was, Two Two years ago, ago, um, I came to Salzburg with Aaron. I had never been here before, um, but I knew he loved it so much here, and so I was really excited just to see everything I'd been hearing about. Um, And we even came here in March, which wasn't even the most beautiful season. It's kind of still snowing in March, um, Mm -hmm. but I fell in love with it. Um, Just the people and everything, the castles that are just in every single direction, the food. um, So we just kind of had a mutual agreement that we'd make that one of our goals because we've always wanted this crazy adventure Mm -hmm. um, and it was time to just do it. So yeah, I think we just started talking about it when we're here is, you know, right during that time we were planning our wedding as well. So, Mm -hmm. uh, and we had a two year engagement. So we spent a lot of time crafting and getting things together. We spent a lot of money on (laughs) things that we thought we were going to be saving money on, but you know how weddings turn out. So it's, um, (laughs) it, it was cool just to come here and start saying to people like, Oh yeah, we're moving here in two years. So we were kind of saying it as like a joke is, you know, we'll move here in two years after we get married, we'll have some time to live here. And then it just kind of made sense to do it. And no one really believed that. Yeah. No one really believed us. (laughs) Well, You know why, though, is because there are a lot of people who talk, a lot of people talk, you know, and not a lot of people act. And that's why what you're doing first is admirable, but also fascinating because you're actually doing it. I love to um, like when when I have an idea of where I want to go or something I want to do, I will make a point to say it out loud, to share that with people, because that is an automatic thing that that I feel kind of holds me accountable. Well, am I going to stay true to my word? 
yeah, let's do this, you know? So good for you guys for actually doing it. It's so funny. That was like one of my biggest things throughout this whole process is the more I said it, um, the more confident I felt. Mm -hmm. It's just, I don't know, like just by telling people that and kind of seeing the reactions and um, it just kind of motivates you to keep going and it makes you feel like you have to because now I'm going to tell all these people that we're moving to Austria and then we're just going to totally flake and we're going to be still living <laughs> yeah. in Virginia. You know? Yeah, and that's I think one of our strongest values uh, altogether is just you know making sure that we follow through. I think following through is important just normally. I, that's like mm-hmm. what I went to school for, but I think that's, you know, it's a big section we have on our site as well that we're going to be growing a lot more is the follow through section of just, you know, how to actually make the first couple steps. And, you know, that's why we're talking now. It's, mm-hmm. it's really hard to, you know, make words into actions. And um, I think that's, that's the most fun to figure out how to do that. I have to agree. Well, maybe figuring out how to do that, but actually doing it, it is the right. most fun. I mean, you have to just do it. You are, you're never, there's no possible way that you are going to regret this, you know? Right. And so following through is, is your only option. You have to do it. I love it. And you know, it's funny, even like the, you're talking about the Instagram, the countdown that we did that in a way, like kept holding us, holding us accountable to what we were doing. Like we had to accomplish something every day because we had to like follow through and show people we're actually doing it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Totally. So let's talk about some of the steps that you took. Um, where where did that start? Huh. Where did that start? Um, I would say the first thing that was most important to us was just deciding to do it really like we were just talking about. Um, you know, moving from that stage of just saying we're going to do it to actually doing it um, and that confidence that you need. Um, so when we developed that confidence and we knew we were going to be doing it and we committed to ourselves that we would be doing it, I would say the most important thing that we did first was setting a timeline for it. Because if you don't set a date that you're going to actually make it happen, it keeps getting pushed back and it's not a good time, you know, for this month and maybe we'll wait three weeks and then it's, you know, six months later and it's not possible anymore. So I think that was a really important first step to take because then you're actually you can hold yourself accountable to something like we need to be finished because we're leaving on July 16th period you know right. and we before we even decided you know if Austria was the you know the final place that we wanted to go is we still had that date and the date you know we knew could, would shift but at least we had um something to work towards where we knew we got we got married in October and then we picked uh, I think our first date was June yeah, we first said June. <laughs> and we said June. And then so what we did is we did a break even of how much money we make um, and then how much money we make to or have to pay bills and rent and all that stuff and how much we have left over and what we would need to make to move uh, by June. And then we had to adjust <laughs> a <Okay>. lot. <laughs> well, you only adjusted by a month. I mean, yeah. not counting oh, no, what I you... Mean, I mean, our finances. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say, not counting what you had to change financially, but <laughs> but you only set it back by a month, which is good because right. at least you didn't do that, you know, by a year, which I think right. is what most people, you know, they'll put it off and they'll, and they just, it just kind of falls off the radar. Exactly. So when were, when did you set that date? Was it in October or November somewhere in there? Um... It was probably just before, I would say just before the end of the, like right after we got married, probably in October, we said we would plan to leave um, in July, or I'm sorry, in June. 
And then we had, we knew we couldn't really work towards it until after our wedding was over when I got back from our honeymoon. So from then on, it was just full on, full force. We're moving abroad. We need to make this happen. Mm -hmm. Um, So we gave ourselves, I would say, what would you think? Like eight months or so? Yeah. Yeah, about that. Because, I mean, we, we made the decision to go beforehand. We just couldn't focus on it. Right. We knew that, you know, our wedding gifts were going to be, you know, ask everyone for travel, either cash or, <laughs> or Give or us travel. money. Yeah. Yeah, give us money or, or you know, travel adapters. <laughs> yeah. And we got – and that's how we got our suitcases. <laughs> so Sweet. So it was really perfect timing that, uh, mm-hmm. that our wedding ended up <laughs> right during that time. And, you know, a lot yeah. of our stuff uh, – we didn't really take action on selling a lot of our belongings or any of that stuff until until then, and we didn't launch our site until um, January. Okay. So uh, you know we had some time to focus on what we were actually going to do when we were there and what our goals were going to be for um, how to create some sort of income once we get there. Before we get to income now, let's go to income before. How did you did you both have full time jobs or how were you going to change that? to, you know, did you have to quit or what, what's, what's that look like? Well, uh, we both, I mean, we moved to, um, Washington DC for Aaron's job and, uh, it was really just to, she had such a great opportunity, uh, to work near a corporate office of where she worked, uh, that she got up very fast and made a name for herself. Um, I ended up falling into a career that I fell in love with. I did not know a company could exist that I'd be in love with in, in Washington, D.C. because mm-hmm. uh, uh, I'm a little bit more scatterbrained and <laughs> creative. Uh, nerdy. Lot, yeah, very nerdy. <laughs> That's okay. Nerds unite. <laughs> so I found a very good nerdy love job for me and, and we made it very far in our careers where, you know, we were set. We were married. We were, uh, you know, we're late 20s. It was like we made it to the perfect part in our career. We were making enough money where we could just save up for a house and start our lives and our families. Um, but um, we decided to to really take a risk and, and do something a little bit more different than what a lot of people would do. And um, <laughs> quit our perfect lives and sell everything we had and go to Austria. So, so uh, yeah, we did have full-time jobs. I, what that did, that led us to um, where we are now. We're both consulting for those jobs. So um, it really ended up working out. Uh, a book I read and really liked a lot was a, f- a four-hour work week, which mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of Yes, I'll link to it just in case, but that's yeah, one of my faves. It's definitely it's definitely great. I mean, you know, obviously, I'd say my advice for the book is take it with a grain of salt. There's a lot of stuff in there and a mentality yeah. that the author has that, you know, a lot of people won't have and can't agree to or relate to. But I think that at least 40% of the book, you know, you can relate to as mm-hmm. just getting things done and um, learning how to become a linchpin for your, you know, the company you're working for and be in a irreplaceable position where they're going to need you. And it's not, you know, screwing over the company or anything like that you're working for. It's really just making yourself that valuable and um, being able to continue that when you, when you move. So really, you know, both of us quit thinking that we were going to lose our jobs completely like, okay, we're mm-hmm. quitting and we're going to have to figure out how to make surviving Europe work. We're making enough money so so we can eat every night. Um, <laughs> but it ended up working out where we were 
consulting for them and still running the site. So uh, we just, I mean, I don't want to say got lucky because, you mm-hmm. know, luck is what opportunity and preparation mean. Mm-hmm. So it's really those two things uniting. Um, but it's working towards that goal of, you know, doing really well at your career. And then once you get bored of doing that and you want to jump and do something crazy, you can. Yes. Yeah, I think we were just both at a really good place in our careers, which is funny because like Aaron was saying, usually that's when you, you know, start to settle, you get a house, you continue working, you have kids and stuff like that. Um, But we saw it as an opportunity, you know, that we made such a great reputation in our companies. Let's give this a shot and just see what happens. Um, And it really worked out to our advantage. But again, that was definitely a result of all of our hard work over, you know, our past five years of working in the industries that we were. So I think that, um, yeah, it definitely worked out well. That is so great, though. And I love this example. Um, But hold that thought. Are you consulting as your own businesses now or are you still employed? Uh, no, I we are consulting as our own businesses. So I, okay. I could have stayed empl- uh, employed, but you know I could have. It's, I mean, very. It's a very long process of trying to figure that okay. out because yeah. somebody would have to sponsor me here. So I mean, okay. that would have been really easy for me to get a visa because the company would have been working for that. But you know, we still wanted to be independent, yeah. and we really were in the mentality of we're just going to quit our jobs and move. Um, that I still wanted to keep that same mentality going where if we, you know, we're putting our heart and soul into surviving Europe and, you know, we're going to start producing a lot of stuff in the next month Mm -hmm. and, you know, continuing on from there that we really wanted to be able to separate ourselves from our jobs if we needed to, Mm -hmm. um, and really focus on surviving here because that's something that we love to do. And when we start a family, you know, we want to continue doing that as well and not just surviving Europe. Uh, we have surviving the planet and we want to do every continent and have this huge, crazy cool. mission of what we want to turn this into so we can continue working together and, uh, you know, bring family along and start adding that because I know there's a lot of people that are traveling with their families and there's a lot of sites out there. I'm showing you how to do that, that, uh, Figuring all of that part out is great, and the world is too big to sit in one place for at least people like us. Amen. (laughs) I love that you have such a vision because I was actually thinking about that specifically. You know, surviving Europe, I was wondering if you had another thing in mind or what happens when Europe is over, you know? Surviving every continent. We bought every website. (laughs) Good for you. Good for you. This is brilliant. There's a huge whiteboard with the whole... Oh my gosh. You guys are way too much. I can't believe it. That's amazing. Good for you. It's nice that you can do this together too. I mean, that's pretty vital. Right. And that's that's really, I think, a big thing that we want to really keep... um, pushing towards is showing people, um, you know, it's not taking on fromers or anything crazy like that. It's really just taking on people that are about to jump out of the plane, but can't, uh, and need some extra help, or they need to contact someone that is related to them in some way where if we can get, you know, guest writers or something like that on the, on the site to, uh, talk about, you know, what they did. Okay. I was a doctor and, you know, me and my wife and my child, you know, we decided to do something crazy and, you know, do, you know, doctors without borders or something. And there's someone that wants to do that same thing. Now they can go in and tap in and talk to that person and get advice and, you know, build a network of people that are there to help, uh, you know, figure that, you know, give them that little roadmap of these are the things you need to do. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's important for us too. Like, we really want to be relatable for people. Like, we want them to think they can do it because we did it. Um, and that's kind of what we're going for um, with Surviving Europe. Like, we're just normal people that wanted to see the world and live in another country. And so we did it. And you can do it too, type mindset. You're my favorite kind of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's so that's great, good. though. Um, <laughs> And I know that I'm going to, I'm about to backtrack a little bit here, but the subject of what you guys did with your job is so huge that I just want to talk about that for a little bit more. Um, you did mention that in the four hour work week, maybe about 40% of that is going to be related to this. And, and that's so true. Everybody that I recommend that book to, I just say, there's a lot you don't need in there. A, a lot. Yeah. And it's going to be super overwhelming <laughs> and just skip those chapters. Yeah, yeah seriously. Um, but, and this is so funny because I was just having this conversation yesterday with one of my best friends about, you know, recommending this book specifically because there is an amazing um almost step by it's been a long time since I've read it but it's almost like a step by step this is how you start approaching your boss and asking for an inch and asking for another inch and proving yourself and becoming that valuable employee that they don't want to let go and then standing up on your little you know platform that you've built and saying hey this is my final step i'm i'm taking the plunge you know, can we, can we work this out basically? Um, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and, and it's 2015. I mean, we're not in your room right now interviewing with you. We are across the world uh, on Skype. Yep. I mean, it's, there's so many things mm-hmm. and so many tools that, that came out so fast that, um, you know, a lot of companies are slow to realize that they don't need an employee to sit in their office and their employee will probably perform a lot better if they're a lot more comfortable. And, yeah. and that's what I went to school for. So that was like my favorite thing to, to prove to them that, you know, uh, I feel like I'm a lot more valuable to them away from the office where I can have time to think, enjoy my life. And, you know, when mm-hmm. it's time to work, uh, I put in a lot more thought and a lot more time because I need to perform. Right. And, and so, you get it done. Right. Exactly. exactly. Everything that you have responsibility for gets done. Right. And they can rest assured that you're going to do it because they already know that you're worth it and you've been there and you've put in your time. And I think that that could be so relatable to people if they if they knew that it was an option. I think a lot of people just don't realize that this is a possibility and that they should go for it if they could see that in their lives. Right. And a lot of people, too, think that, you know, it's it's um, I think uh you know, you have to be super smart to do something like that. I'm honestly like a BC student, <laughs> not really that great at all. Uh, I just pay attention in class and never did homework <laughs> because I'm really doing what I left. I just paid attention. So, I mean, if I'm in class, let me listen to what I got to do and then I'll take the test and hope for the best. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I think it's setting values for yourself. And, you know, I, I did a lot of work with uh, another thing for planning is uh, – Franklin Covey has a course on how to uh, really organize your day. They have like, you know, those planners and stuff like that. You mm-hmm. take a course on how to be certified to use their planners. And I did take that course. Oh, wow. Uh, you are but, a nerd. Yeah, I am a nerd. But I mean, if it's about how to, you know, plan your day and work effectively, it's, you know, I, I love, I love things like that. That's and, awesome. Uh, 
it's really building values for yourself and you could be, you know, an A student or a D student and still have values enough to, to work really hard when you need to, Mm -hmm. um, remotely or in your job. Well, obviously, you know what it is? It's passion. It's, it's, and it's empowering you because you're choosing what you want to work hard at. And therefore there's, there's a bit of almost pride in that and you want to own that and you want to prove that you can do it. Exactly. Yeah, it yeah. makes you love the company even more. Like mm-hmm. it makes you want to work hard because they trust in you to do what you need to do across the world. So what we should do is get all the companies to listen to this. <laughs> and then all the employees can go approach their bosses. <laughs> oh, man. This tonight, everyone quits their job. <laughs> we'll go viral. <laughs> I wish that would be amazing if people just started because, you know, some people won't. There's always going to be those people who stay home and kind of make the world go round, you know, and we're very appreciative of them. This isn't for everybody. So, right. Yeah. I mean, everyone is different. Everyone lives their life differently. It's Mm -hmm. just like us, how we chose to move to another country versus just travel and be nomads. I mean, we kind of wanted the in between for our lives. And Mm -hmm. so everyone kind of, you know, does their own thing and it's totally respectable. Exactly. Um, so moving on from the job thing, because that was totally a, a golden nugget. I feel like that was awesome. I love that that's the way you guys did it. That was such a fun surprise, I guess. Um, <laughs> we're full surprises. Yes, <laughs> I love it. So there were several other things that you guys obviously had to do. I know that you sold at least one car. Um, and did you have a, did you rent or own? What was your living situation like? We rented an apartment. Okay. Um, so it actually worked out well because um, our landlords, you know, he's just, we've lived in his apartments for six years. So he's really laid back and understanding. Shout so, out to Bob Kenzer. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he's, he was really helpful and just kind of let us give him a month's notice. And mm-hmm. that Perfect. was that. Okay. Yeah, we, I think we, I mean, we just got super lucky with a lot of our situations that, you know, I feel like, you know, some might feel not relatable because then you have to pay, you know, cancel it. But those are the things you can, you know, add in when you are planning for your break even and, and things like that. We, right. just, we just got lucky in that situation. We've been running from him for, for five years since we've been right. there. Mm-hmm. So we were lucky to have that. But yes, I had to sell my favorite car ever. R2-D2. Oh, was- no. I know. Your, your car, car was named R2-D2? My license plate was R2-D2. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I am a total Star Wars nerd, too. So, yeah. I know. This is why we get along. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so I had to sell him, and it was really depressing. Um, but oh. it was good. You know, it, we lived close enough in the D.C. metro area that there's a bus stop right down the right down the street yeah so we sold his car pretty early on because that would that was a big chunk of savings and we that's what we had to do just find Mm -hmm. ways that we can save like it seems unachievable but if you find like one or two just big amounts that you can put away every month and make it kind of a life change to make it happen Mm -hmm. um that was really helpful for us so selling his car that gave us an extra six hundred dollars a month um with all the insurance and the car payments and everything aaron's insurance is pretty high my insurance was pretty high (laughs) Um, <laughs> but you don't so have that anymore, started, right? So I just started taking the bus to work, um, mm-hmm. you know, for a good six months. And then we sold my car actually just a few days before we left. And that's our emergency money put away somewhere just in case we need it. Yeah. Cause it'll depreciate if we put it, you know, our goal is, you know, 
we're hoping for two years. We're ho- I mean, it could be more, it could be less. Who knows what we end up doing? But, you know, at least we put a two-year mark on it. So we figure car depreciation in two years is not, you know, it's going to lose value. So why not sell it now, put that money into like an escrow account where we're not touching it. And when we come back, use that money to buy a car. You are so smart. That's yes. all, that's brilliant. Yeah, um, so we, we have enough uh, money that if, if we, we need just to fail. Play, yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, you know what, though? That's important. And there are several reasons for that. I mean, you could get to Austria and decide you hate it. You could, um, you know, I mean, things could happen and you just want to go home. And actually, in I think it was like my sixth episode, I interviewed a guy who is just perpetually traveling. He's just long term. Um, he was he was in New Zealand, I think, at the moment when I was talking to him. And he said one thing that he always keeps is a contingency budget for that trip home for the flight home. And basically you're saying you have a contingency budget for your kind of like starting life back up when you get home again, you know, and and that's smart because you're planning for the future and you're not just, I mean, a lot of people like, I don't know if that's necessarily important for everyone, but if that's important to you, then do it, which is great that you, that you had that in your priorities to, you know, think ahead and, and put that in place. Yeah, so that, that was really important to us, just having like an escape plan so that we, if we move back and for some reason, like we are just went through all our savings, we've got nothing, we can live for two months, um, really, like getting a place to live, maybe getting a cheap car. I think that's really important because we don't want to, you know, move back and have to move with our parents more yeah. 30, you know, we want to have a, a way out kind of. But there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just going to no, say. No, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Everyone ends up there at some point, I feel like. Yeah, no, I'm still paying my college less. It's, not, it's definitely <laughs> not fun. But one of the things that I just touched on that I think is really apparent in what you guys are doing, um, one of my favorite things to talk about, period, over everything is priorities. Because one of the things that you just said mentioning your the sale of your car, etc. Um, and things that you had to do was make life changes. And that is huge because what you're saying with that is this trip and this move and this adventure was such a huge priority for you that it came over owning a car and having that car payment. And, you know, the other things that you may have had in place that you really changed that were big life changes, sacrifices for you guys in order to make this happen. Yeah. And I mean, that's what's going to have to happen when you move here, too. So it was good. I mean, we didn't have cable for about a year or something. Yeah. We just watched uh, satellite TV. Old. Uh, yeah. I think it was satellite. No, it was yeah, the it was, bunny it was ears. Like, yeah. yeah, we had the bunny ears, yeah. and we watched uh, a lot of old game show reruns. Uh, Netflix. Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, it, was, yeah. It, was, it was really funny. But, um, you know, you, you realize that you don't really need those things, and it's yep. cool to, to realize that you can cut out, you know, 80 bucks a month, and uh, your life's still the same. Mm-hmm. And not only that, you have more time to do things and, and more time to see friends. Mm-hmm. And right now, you know, things that we're already adjusting to is – uh, just like we we're saying before the laundry, like we have our laundry drying in the sun right now on this weird laundry rack I've never seen before in my life. But <laughs> people do that all over the world. Mm-hmm. I'm just so used to drying my clothes in the dryer that, you know, little things like that seem like they're not that big of a deal. But, you know, when you realize that that's what people do and you don't need to pay the electric for that or buy a dryer, 
Like that's, mm-hmm. it's so fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These little changes that are just uh, so crazy. They don't ever turn their lights on. You know, windows are always open. There's no air conditioning. We're sitting in 90 degree weather and no air conditioning and it's, and it's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Little it's comforts in the U.S. We're used to certain comforts and they are incredibly over the top. And we have anything in the world that we want to choose from, you know, and that's what you just get used to getting rid of those things one by one. And you're stronger for it, right? You learn a lot in the process and you, you find certain values that, or you find certain things that you value that maybe you didn't know about before, you know, like you were talking about cable and that could be a hard thing for people who Maybe say you're a sports fan or something, or you love Game of Thrones. But these days, like with me, yeah, okay. I just started. I just started just binge watching it. <laughs> what? So that we just find a friend who has HBO. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But these days, like with with the options that we have, like subscribing to just one network online or something, you could cut your cable bill down by how much? Like. Tons of dollars, 60, oh, yeah. 70 probably dollars a month or even yeah, more. 80 and yeah. then we drop down yeah. to what we're 60, 60 70 mm-hmm. a month for just internet. Yep. Yeah. We got rid of our, we had direct TV. Like we did like the intro thing where it was cheap for a year. And after that we were like, yeah, we don't need this anymore. And we just kind of, you know, let it expire. And, uh, but we loved baseball like sports you know so we just got the baseball package instead which you pay that over a certain amount of months but it still is nothing compared to that cable tv every single month you know so i mean and to us baseball was important so you know what what matters and what can you live without and how can you rearrange and that's kind of what it's all about exactly and that's as we were moving along in our preparations um a lot of the question that kept coming up for us was like, kind of, would you rather? So, like, if any time we had, you know, an inkling to order something to eat or to do something, go out to a yeah. bar or a club or whatever, it was kind of like, well, would we rather do that or would we rather save it and do something crazy when we're living in Europe? So, like, that kind of really helped us prioritize. Yeah, and we love house music. So, you know, it was really good to say, you know, uh, okay, do we want to see Above and Beyond here in D.C. where we've already seen him five times or do we want to see him in – Amsterdam and take the train there one day. Like, mm-hmm. yes. How about that? We'll just save our money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, one night out could be a hundred bucks with dinner and drinks or whatever it is. And that could also be, you know, bungee jumping and like interlocking or something crazy, you know, that's and a, you don't realize that you don't look, I mean, you don't really pay attention to your daily transactions that closely, but we literally wrote down every single mm-hmm. dollar that we spent um, just to kind of see where we were at. And that's how we cut out a lot of stuff. Yeah. And the more you drink, it's the more it's a great idea um, to buy everyone shots. Yeah. So, just kind of escalates. <laughs> you know, that just, happens. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then you're like, no, no, it's, it's, a, you know, he bought us shots. So we have to do it. Like, no, huh. and it's like your bill's like $200 in the morning. You're like, what oh happened? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think so along with priorities, the other thing that I love to talk about is perspective. And that's what you guys are hitting on the head right now is just change your your perspective about things, you know. And actually, the the fact that you guys wrote down a list is brilliant. And that's what I um, like to try. I have a podcast episode that's all about this. But um, 
in case anybody wants to a reminder, because it was very early. But I mean, basically, like what I suggest that people do, and this is kind of what you did. It's write down your priorities. What's really important to you? Okay, you want to move to Austria. Cool. Put that at the top. Okay. What else is your priority? I mean, financially. Well, you have to make your car payments. You need to buy groceries. You have rent. You have all these things. But then you also have, okay, that occasional movie or shopping or um, even Netflix or dinner out or whatever it is. And make a list of all those things that you want in the order that you want. And then make another list of what you actually spend your money on and see where the discrepancies are. Right. Yeah. And Mint is a great um, tool to use for things like that, too. I don't know if you uh, know about I'm sure you do. Mint.com. Mint.com. I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great app where, you know, you can start logging what you're spending. You can set budgets for yourself and then it'll show you when you're over budget on certain things. And, uh, you know, it's cool. It's great. If you get to use your card a lot, here we've realized that not a lot of places take credit cards, so you have to use cash. So, everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. <laughs> so, um, you know, what we're doing now is we've given ourselves a daily allowance, and um, anytime we have a surplus of that allowance, we get to save up for something. So, if we, we you know, we just had to buy uh, a new hard drive uh, to store all of mm-hmm. our video and pictures mm-hmm. on. We didn't think about that when we were doing budgeting. So now we know this week we're not spending any of our money for our allowance. We're using that money towards our hard drive. And so that just means we can't get like little snacks or if we want to go take a break and get like a coffee or something like that, we can just go take a break. We don't need to go get a coffee. (laughs) Right. This is so smart, though. You guys are so on top of the budgeting thing. I'm going to link to that mint.com app for um, reference as well. Um. I don't want to take up too much of your time because I know you're in beautiful Austria and there's probably an amazing sunset going on and, you know, um, (laughs) but I do want to ask um, one more thing. I know this has been chock full of amazing advice about, you know, how to take the steps to make it happen to move overseas. But if there is one kind of overall piece of advice you would give someone considering moving overseas long term, what would it be? I mean, I think it goes back to the, like the confidence thing. Like, I think if you have to believe in yourself and you have to trust that you will accomplish what you set out to accomplish, if you don't believe in yourself, then you're not going to be successful. Um, so I think that it's kind of an internal thing. It's one of the most important things when you're going to take the plunge and move abroad, because you're going to come across things that are unfamiliar. You're going to be frustrated. You're going to wonder what you're doing. Like it's going to be a lot of ups and downs, but as long as you keep that confidence and believe in what you're doing is what you should be doing. um, I think that you're in a good place. Yeah. And I think the easiest way to, to accomplish it is to put on blinders. So I think, I, yeah, I think if we can say, yeah, let's say put on blinders, make your decision, put on blinders and just keep walking until you hit it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and that's it. Cause you have a lot of people that'll question stuff. A lot of people that will, you know, you'll, you'll want to go out, you'll want to do a lot of things that you know you're comfortable doing, but put on the blinders and just keep walking towards your goal and you'll hit it. And once you do, you can take your blinders off and look around and you'll be in some ridiculous place. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of that. It was great. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Aaron and Aaron, thank you so much. So we can find you guys at survivingeurope.com, correct? That's right. Yeah. yeah. And make sure you guys check them out on Instagram too. It's just fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much for your time. Enjoy Austria. I'm so excited for you. Thank you. Wow. 
To be honest, that was one of my favorite interviews that I've had because I love their mindset and their desire to share it with others and encourage other people to take the leap and travel just like they are doing. This is basically what my entire mission with the Budget Minded Traveler is about. So extra special thanks to the Aarons for sharing all those great stories and tips that I am 100% positive are going to make a big impact on some of you guys out there and hopefully will move you to action with your own travel goals. As always, you can find the show notes for this episode at thebudgetmindedtraveler.com slash 52. And don't forget to check out survivingeurope.com and follow these guys on Instagram at survivingeurope and say hi to them because they are just awesome people. Thanks for tuning in today. Catch you next time.